What do you get when you throw a pandemic into an advanced society? The birthing of a pointless podcast. We are the neighbors upstairs. Welcome back, neighbors. This is Lefty. I am back here with another brand new episode of The Neighbors Upstairs. Righty isn't here, and I don't know if he's going to be on these episodes in the next couple of weeks. I mean, he's like discovering himself and God and religion, and he's got like a brand new job. It's like a salad of random stuff that he's going through. Hopefully he'll come back, but yeah, I mean, you got me. You got me. So yeah, what a weird week that we've had. Like seriously, what a weird week that we have had. And I'm just going to start off really quickly with some politics. You know, we all hate politics here, but we also love to shit on it. The first presidential debate. Yeah, that happened. And holy crap, was that uncomfortable to watch. And I don't mean it was uncomfortable to watch because, you know, Trump pretty much hogged the mic time the entire night. And Chris Wallace was, I mean, you could see Chris Wallace doesn't give two shits about Donald Trump. He hates Donald Trump. You could see that. I found out recently that he's Democrat. So, hey, and he's, and he's from Fox. So, I mean, there's like this whole narrative that Fox is all Republican, and that's clearly not the case. I mean, Chris Wallace was giving Donald Trump a run for his money. I mean, at some point, I thought it was Donald Trump versus Chris Wallace. I mean, seriously, because Joe Biden wasn't really doing anything, man. I mean, he did this whole, you know, this, this shtick gimmicky thing where he just looks straight at the camera and tries to talk to me. But now, I wasn't feeling it, man. I didn't like that. You know, Biden, please don't look at me. It's very, it's, it's so unsettling. It's weird. I don't know what it is. It's, it's really creepy. I think it's especially because, you know, you watch all those videos of him getting super close to like these little girls and shit, and he's like kissing them and, and touching them in these weird fucking ways. And it's like, stop looking at me, Biden. You're making me feel weird, man. Please just knock it off. But he kept doing it. Yeah, it's just weird. Just like a weird debate. It's all together. I think the format was absolute shit. I didn't understand this whole two-minute you, two-minute me thing. And then apparently we're not allowed to kind of challenge each other. We're not allowed to like challenge each other's thoughts. But I will say this, man. Donald Trump, holy fuck, man. Dude, you got you to gotta calm down, man. You got to calm down. Seriously. Because the whole Trump campaign thing and, you know, a lot of right-leaning people and fans of the right, Republicans, they're all trying to sell this narrative that Joe Biden is senile and that he is, you know, he's kind of, he's he's off his shit. He's off his game. His mind is declining and he can't finish sentences. And I, didn't, I don't feel like I got the opportunity to really experience that. Like, not really, because Trump wouldn't let Biden finish talking. It just wouldn't happen. And that kind of disappointed me the entire night, just watching it. And I mean, secretly, I just kept saying, Trump, shut up, man. Just be quiet. Please just be quiet, man. Just just for like, a, for like a minute. Let's see Biden finish a thought. I mean, every single time Biden spoke, it didn't really make a lot of sense. Honestly, the whole optic of the debate was old man getting beaten up live on stage. And that, that, that's so pathetic, you know? And honestly, I kind of felt bad for Biden at the end of the night. It was kind of like, you know, watching an old person getting beaten up, honestly, like getting sucker punched from behind, like, you know, 
people getting sucker punched from behind in New York City right now. I mean, Rick Moranis, holy shit. Sorry, I just changed the topic. And I didn't mean to, but that's kind of how it felt like. It felt like Joe Biden was getting repeatedly sucker punched in the head. And you could see it. He was getting pissed, calling Trump a clown and, you know, telling him to shut up. Like, dude, tell, you know, shushing him and shit. That was crazy because can you imagine Biden <sighs> trying to shush Putin? <laughs> Oh my God. No, I don't want to even imagine that shit, but that would be terrible. The Putin, you're, you're a clown, Putin. Shush. And then Putin's all like, I know where your family lives, Mr. Biden. Remember the three million your, your son got? We can easily take that money back and take his legs too. Holy shit. No, no, you don't want a leader of the free world shushing other leaders in the world. That's like World War Three. I mean, holy shit. Can you imagine Biden talking to Kim Jong-un, who's also crazy as shit? Can you imagine that conversation? It was like a sad night because, again, I still don't know if Biden is senile. I mean, if that's all I, I have to make my decision off of, like and if, I, if I'm an independent voter and I'm in the middle and I'm confused and I don't know who to vote for, that night didn't do much for me. All I got from that night was Trump is very possibly an asshole who doesn't let older people talk and he doesn't respect older people. That's kind of what I got out of it. Also, Biden is like my grandfather and I feel bad for my grandfather. So like, I want to hug my grandfather. And that's what people probably on the right are saying too. Oh my, oh no, grandpa, you know, they're just, they're just like all feeling bad for Biden and shit. I did too, kind of, but you could see, man, uh, Trump is a, he's a goddamn alpha. Like he's not going to take shit from anybody. You saw that. And Biden doesn't back up the shit that he says with facts. He just rambles. Joe Biden looked absolutely pathetic. You know, he looked pathetic. That's for sure. But I was wondering, like, would a crowd have changed anything at all? Because Biden and Trump were basically debating without a crowd. And they just had, like, their families there and shit. But, you know, would a crowd have helped out Trump? I think a crowd would have helped out Trump. Because... Uh, Trump had some zingers here and there, and I feel like people would have started clapping and shit, and oh man, and I think that that would have made Biden even more angry and even more confused and even more kind of lost in the middle of his thoughts, trying to figure out how to escape the maze that is Donald Trump. I feel like that would have been a lot of the night if there was a crowd. Suffice to say, we didn't have a crowd, and we had kind of a massacre on the stage. No, but seriously, Donald Trump looked like an alpha biting the head off of a Barbie doll. And I was kind of also annoyed with Chris Wallace not pushing Biden to answer, you know, a lot of the questions like packing the Supreme Court and everything. Chris Wallace never pushed Biden on that, like whatsoever. Chris Wallace was actually really pissed off when Trump was pushing Biden to to answer that question. Oh, my God. There were some good optics throughout the night, but a lot of, just a lot of bad. If I was to try to answer who I think won that night. I think that Trump won with the substance of information that he provided. He actually said a lot of things that if you're paying attention were information that you can actually apply to whether or not you were kind of on the fence of if you were voting left or right. Some of that information you could have used. You could have said, oh, okay, I I don't like where he is with that. I do like where he is with that. I mean, he talked about people that supported him and all that and the police and and all that. Like he, he talked a lot that was just filled with substance. But if I was to answer like who won, just based off the optics, I would say Biden did because, you know, it was proven that, and the bar was so low already to see if Biden was uh, senile. 
But you could see, I mean, Biden pretty much proved, I don't know if proved, but kind of proved optically that he isn't going senile and he can still somewhat debate and he can still put a few words together to form sentences and perhaps paragraphs. And he, he still knows where to look when the camera is on him. So good for you, Biden. But it was, yeah, it was just like a weird, really weird debate. But going from the debate, we can kind of move on to Trump announcing that he has the COVID. That's crazy. Because during the debate, I remember Trump making fun of Biden for the fact that Biden wears a mask, even when there's like no one around, right? And then now you have Trump having COVID. And I'm just so confused. Like, where would he have gotten it? Did he get it because of, uh, what's her name? Hope Hill or Hope Hicks? I don't know. One of the people on this team, did she get it from somewhere? Did she get it like at a bar? Was she just hanging out? It's crazy. It doesn't look good for Trump. But what's even crazier to me is that some media outlets have scratched the surface of suggesting that the story might be fake. So Trump could garner some sympathy, right? So like, could this be another case of Trump deranged syndrome? Or could this, could there be some truth to this? And I swear, I feel like this is a year of revenge. This feels like such a year for revenge for how awful the final season of Game of Thrones was. Like, that's how bad Game of Thrones was. This 2020 is basically Joffrey. Joffrey's ghost. That's what 2020 is. Just Joffrey's ghost, you know, just fucking shit up, messing everything up. It's really wild. And I, I was watching the coverage of Trump getting onto his helicopter to go to um, the hospital that they flew him out to. And it was just really interesting to see how every single media outlet was covering it. You had CNN putting cameras on the helicopter all the way to the helicopter landing near the hospital. Meanwhile, Fox was just kind of chilling at the White House. They had, you know, that visual. And and really, every other media outlet was just at the White House. But CNN just went all the way. They, they wanted to make sure that it was, in fact, Trump. And Trump was, in fact, going to the hospital. I thought that was so hilarious. But yeah, and then I found out that Cam Newton has COVID. You have injuries just skyrocketing up the wazoo this year in the NFL. You know, you have people that have soft tissue injuries and people just tearing up their ACLs, MCLs, all these CLs that exist are being just being torn up. And my whole thing is, you know, hindsight may be 2020, but it honestly looks like having a football season this year was a shit idea, right? And I think you know, Righty and I kind of spoke about this before the season started. If you're not going to have a training camp, you're going to get injuries. And then compound that with the plague, how Donald Trump calls it now, the plague. I love how it's a plague now because he has it. It wasn't a plague before, but now it's a plague. But it's like, is it the right move to just cancel the season altogether? Doesn't that make the most sense? The NFL is a contact sport. There are false positives. There are also false negatives. Even though you have these players testing negative, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are negative. So would the responsible thing be to just cancel the season? I think it would be. I think it would be. I think the NFL, if they were to cancel the season, if Roger Goodell was to get on a podium and tell the world that they're canceling the season, it would make the NFL actually live up to that motto of NFL cares. Or no, that's CBS cares. But NFL, we care. We're family. Because you know that if the NFL does that, they're losing billions of dollars, just a shit ton of money. So it would be 
pretty huge if they were to do that. And I don't think that they will, but it would be pretty huge. And I'm not saying that I want the season to be canceled because my team is going to shit in uh, fantasy this year. Because it kind of is. Uh, I have Alan Lazard. And uh, yeah, soft tissue injury. I don't even know what that means. Like, what's a soft tissue injury, guys? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, he already had surgery. You know, I feel like I should Google this so I don't look like a complete idiot. But I don't feel like Googling it. Honestly, I'm just so confused. If he was to break his leg, I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, you know, that you know that happens. It's the NFL. But soft tissue injury and a surgery. Alan Lazard, who had the best game of his entire career last week, out. He's done. It's over. I mean, my season's going to shit. My season's going to shit. But this, that's not why I think the NFL should get canceled this year. That's not it. But we can move on from the NFL to the UFC. Paulo Costo looked like a complete amateur fighting Israel Adesanya. He clearly wasn't ready, for sure. And again, hindsight is twenty twenty. but how are you not approaching this opportunity like a dogfight, Paulo? Right? Like, why, why, why didn't Paulo just go in and attack this man from the get-go? I guess the whole thing was he wanted to last all five rounds. But why? Like, that's not, that's not what your bread and butter is, man. Why not just go for it? Get in there. It's sad. It really is sad because this was his, this could have been his fight. I really do believe it could have been his fight, but he was completely outclassed. And Israel, Adesonia, I mean, this dude put on a clinic. Those leg kicks, I mean, come on. Israel looked amazing besides his, what was it, his left or right pectoral. I don't know what that was all about. Like one of his pecs were just drooping the entire time. I don't know what was going on. I mean, I know a bunch of UFC fighters were giving him shit about that, but what was that? That was so weird. It was like a lazy eye. You know, those lazy eyes where you're looking at someone and you, you don't want to, you can't mention that they have a lazy eye, but it's so obvious that they do. You, just, you can't help but just, just stare at that lazy eye the entire time. It's kind of the same thing. I, I, I don't know what that says about me, but I'm just staring at Israel's lazy uh, uh, tit the entire time. Just like, just waiting to see if it blinks at me or something. <laughs> That's so stupid. But I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on. I mean, maybe that's why Paulo lost. What if that was the case where he just, he just, that's what happened. He was probably just staring at Israel's tit the entire time, just completely confused, you know? And maybe he was just so concerned and worried that he might accidentally hit it and it, he would make it worse. Uh, maybe that's what happened. Maybe he, maybe he took the, he took the L because of that. Can you imagine? Like that's that's secretly what it is, and that's why Paulo was so pissed off. I think the next day on Instagram, he found out he saw the video of Israel like humping his back, which man, that was that was uncalled for. Israel, that was uncalled for, man. Uh, but that was kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie. But he saw that he's like, ah, oh, you motherfucker. I mean, dude, I saw your tit, man, and I I didn't even retaliate, or I didn't even attack. I took it easy. I let you beat me. I was trying to make sure that you came out of this fight 100%. So you go to the doctor and you make sure you find out what's going on with your health. All right, Israel? And you you hump my back? Paulo's probably saying, you humped my back after I cared about you and your health? God damn it, Israel. I want a rematch. But after you get your boobs checked. But that was that was an interesting fight. And then the fight before that, you had uh, Reyes fight the... Polish dude, Jan, I think he's Polish, Jan, and I mean, 
I was kind of disappointed with that fight. I thought Reyes just kind of threw that that entire opportunity away. I don't know what was going on, but Jan made him look like a little kid, really, in my mind. But I don't really care about that fight so much. So I'm not even going to talk about it. Just two more things, then I'll end this treacherous episode of The Neighbors Upstairs. Yeah, so I heard about this thing called Omegle, like last week. I heard about it through YouTube and through, um, I think it was Roddy that mentioned it, where it's kind of chat roulette, where you talk to and you see random strangers across the world. You guys just chat with each other until you get bored and then you kind of move on to the next person. So I tried it and it was like one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had in a really long time. I can't say my entire life I've, I've had stranger experiences than that, but just really strange. So, I mean, I don't want to reveal my identity on Omegle because people could be like screen recording and shit. And uh, I don't know. I'm just like, I just want to be careful on this thing because you could end up on someone's YouTube channel. I saw that happen. So here I am in like my Deadpool hat and like my COVID mask and glasses. I look like a weird person already, right? I'm, I'm the weirdo, honestly. But here I am just omegling. And here's two things that I notice. Omegle is disgusting. Why? Well, you have a bunch of dudes hanging out on this website naked, just showing off their cocks. All right. That's basically half of Omegle. <laughs> and then, and then like 25% of Omegle is also like little fucking kids, little kids on this website. And I'm just disgusted. I'm so disgusted. I just remember talking uh, on to these kids, like, why are you on this shit? They're cocks, please. Where are your parents? It was just the most disturbing thing ever. Just so disturbing. And apparently Omegle's been a thing for years now. So I was talking to some other people, like regular <laughs> random people who were bored. And I, I asked some questions like, why are you on this thing? Why are there so many cocks? Like, what what is going on? And they were like, oh yeah, it's like a main mainstay of this website. And I've been I've been on this website since I was like, you know, eight or nine or whatever. And I'm like 19 now, 20. And yeah, it's totally normal. And that's how I found out about the birds and the bees. Like, guys, what are we doing here? What are we doing in the society that people are finding out? Little kids are finding out about fucking anatomy from this disgusting website, from these disgusting men. Disgusting. These men who should get arrested, I feel, man. Seriously. It's just so crazy. And it's so hard to even pick up the, like, to find the bright spots of this website. The only bright spot that I had when I was on Omegle that one time was I was talking to this girl who is from, like, Indiana or some shit. And she was talking to me about her story about how, like, she got she got arrested for, like, stealing a, a dog or some shit. And she was high as fuck, but she was with her boyfriend. And it was her boyfriend's idea. And she might go to jail for, like, two to three years. And that story felt so real. But I felt so bad for her because she's super young. I think she was, like, 18 or some shit. 18, 19. I mean, I found myself in this weird position of giving her life advice. Like, dude, leave that guy. Leave that guy. Focus on your life. I mean, goddamn. Fix your shit. But yeah, it was just a weird experience, man. And if there aren't any parents out there, which I doubt, that are listening to this uh, show, which I also doubt, I would say try to find out what your kids are doing, man, because the web is a dark place. And that was kind of like the first time I really, I really recognized that. 
that the web is a dark ass place. Please, you know, track your kids, Tr- track what they're doing, man. Track what they're doing because that, that naive nature of kids, it should not be taken away at fucking seven or eight years old. That's bullshit. That's complete bullshit. Okay. And, and you got to be just way more responsible adults and parents when you have these kids, man. Find out what they're doing, dude. Please protect the kids. Protect the kids. So that was my Omegle um, journey, I guess. And yeah, I recently watched a show called Erased on Netflix. It's an anime. And I really enjoyed it. So what do you do when you watch something? You go to YouTube and you find out if other people enjoyed the shit that you watched. And it was really interesting. I found that like half of YouTube hated Erased and half of YouTube thought it was okay. I thought it was great. It was basically about this kid, I forgot his name, who's like 29 years old. And he has this weird power that he can't really activate where he goes back in time for like a few minutes. And uh, when he goes back in time, he needs to kind of figure out what's wrong. Like there's always a reason why he goes back, back in time. And anyway, the story, spoiler alert, the story goes that, and again, if you don't, if you want to watch the show, probably skip over, like skip over 30 seconds to a minute. But so this kid's mom, she finds out who the actual murderer was from 16 years before. Cause like, uh, this other guy was framed and he always denied it. And when she figured it out, the killer killed her. And then you had the son the guy, the main guy, 29-year-old, he was being framed and he had the cops kind of, you know, chasing him. And uh, here comes this magical power of going to the past. And he goes back like 16 years to the past where he's like a little kid. And he, he needs to figure out who the murderer is. And that's all I'm going to say. It's just a great show. I think the the creators of Sword Art Online created this show. So if you like Sword Art Online season one, I haven't seen the other seasons if you like that show, I think you'll really enjoy this this uh, this show too. It was decent. I liked it a lot. So let, let me end on a happier note. And I don't really have anything happy to say, to be completely honest. I feel like it's just been weird. It's still weird. Dating is still really weird. Like I kind of recently went through something uh, where I was dating someone for several months and just realized that something wasn't there. Something was kind of off. And that happens sometimes. Usually happens within like the three, four month mark where you realize that the relationship is either stalling or it's actually going somewhere. I think that if you are still not in the honeymoon phase, six months into into the relationship, and the honeymoon phase is tricky because that lasts from like six months to a year. If you're not in the honeymoon phase at the six month mark, something's off and you got to figure that out. It could be fixed, but also you got to, you have to really be conscious of it. You have to really be conscious of it. And you have to have these, these checks, these mental checks to make sure that everything is fine. Cause you don't want to waste someone's time. I will say this. The person that I was with was great. I thought that she was fantastic, but again, what you don't want to do to anyone is waste their time. And when you figure out that something is off, and uh, it's not something that can be helped. You have to be honest with the other person because you'd hope that if something was off for the other person, they would be honest with you. 
You know what I mean? You got to you got to let people go. You got to let people go. You got to let them be happy. You got to let them figure stuff out for themselves and find people that will appreciate and respect them. So I guess the way I'm going to end this episode is just to remind everyone to just respect, respect each other and be fair to one another, right? Because we're here this one time and the last thing you want to do is waste your own time, but also really waste other people's time. So don't waste anybody's time. Be fair and be safe, right? Be fair and be safe. If you guys have enjoyed this episode of The Neighbors Upstairs, subscribe, right? Subscribe to the show. We are everywhere. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, blah, 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 blah. We're everywhere, okay? We are everywhere. Wherever you are listening to us right now, take that mouse and lead it to the subscribe button. You can do it. I know you can. And you did it. Congratulations. You're part of the Neighbors Upstairs family. If you have any questions you want to ask us, email us at tneighborsu at gmail.com. I actually have been receiving some questions. I'm not answering them yet. I want to like compile you know, a good amount of questions so we can kind of really go crazy on them on an episode really, really soon. If you want to follow our social media, hey, you could do that. Go to theneighborsupstairs.com. Our social media is really outlined there. And uh, yeah, again, please be fair to each other and take care. I'll see you.